to say about these episodes because like at first I was not into them and then I like looked in it, into it a bit further I'm like wait this actually has some really good moments in it and you know I, I, I think I think these episodes in particular really drive the moral of our show home which is to stay cool chads because i see it seems that was the primary issue in episode one was that he was not staying cool chad yeah chad needs to stay cool and also he is a cool chad he is a very cool chad i i like chad a lot we got chad episodes this week which i'm very happy about i believe this makes the anime now one over the manga for chad fights that he wins unequivocally I think we should probably go ahead. I, I, I feel like I should go ahead and let out a, a small apology for how weird our schedule has been lately. Uh, I, I was on vacation uh, meeting up with some partners and like out of state. And then I got home and nature decided it really didn't want us to record an episode. And I got like very sick with a really bad cold and... I, it was the night before recording, and I was like, I'm gonna sit down and watch Bleach, and I tried, and I just was, like, passing out on the couch, just, like, not able to focus at all, and I was just like, Sam, we can't do it this week, like, I'm, I'm dying, and, you know, I, I just feel like, I, I mentioned this to you before, Sam, but I, I really feel like, we're just creating a meta commentary on filler and anime, you know? Like, we're, we're just padding it out as much as we can, <laughs> making it take way longer than it needs to. And, you know, I think fans will appreciate the hard work we put into this. I'm not going into this bit with you. <laughs> you're not you're not doing this bit? <laughs> I showed you what temperature it is outside, and I've turned off my fans for this recording. I'm not going into this stretching out bit with you. <laughs> That's fair. This is Cinna Washout, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Cinna. And I'm your co-host, Sam. Since you're going to potentially, uh, well, I don't know where I'm going with this. It, it's hot out there. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna jump right into it with episode 86. 
this is Rongiku Dances Slice the Invisible Enemy, which it, this this title kind of works, but it's like it's not really an invisible enemy. It just kind of like goes under. We'll, we'll get in. We'll get into it. We open on Rangiki Matsumoto, running across rooftops, remembering that R- Yumichika explained that Zaraki Squad is formed on one-on-one battles. Was this... Was this back... Like, the... Was the animation back from when he said this forever ago? Because I think it was from when he said this forever ago. <laughs> I don't think... Well, it's night he, It's nighttime here, so I think no. Um, but it they might have reused his voice clip. They probably did. But I do like that, like, the episode opens, and it's like, remember last time when I was like, oh, well, I think the implication is Hitsugaya is there with him. No, she's here, and she's like, I am sh- I should be in charge because my captain's the one, like, in charge of the squad. Like, my captain's the one who put this together, and that means, like, I'm de facto leader, and all of you fuckers left me, and I hate you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, they, they got to the world of the living every single, like, uh, fucking... Kira, Shuhei, and Yumichika just all fucking ran right off. They're like, alright, well, I'm going this away. And Matsumoto's like, guys! Guys, I haven't even given out my first order! Come on! Uh, and she's just, like, thinking about this pretty heavily before she notices that Chad, Noba, and Ururu are, like, in the middle of a park, and there's a guy in a chair in the middle of the park. So, we cut to the park, and... Chad, Nova, and Ururu are facing off against Sabatari, the really old guy bound, who is also the king of Lazy Boy. He reminisces about how nice it must be to be young, and Chad's like, what are your plans? What are the bounce plans? What are you up to? And Sabatari's just like, well, we're gonna get more powerful, but I'm not telling you shit other than that. And then Rangiku just arrives and just like completely enthusiastically and nonchalantly like greets Chad and like, who are these other guys? I don't recognize them, but they can see me. So who are they? I love Rangiku showing up so much because the the conversation at this point is like, stop being evil. And Chairbound is like, "Mm, I don't think I will. No, no, I don't think I will. (laughs) It it really (laughs) is just that. Yeah, and then Rangiku just shows up and she's like, Hey, Ururu! Hey, Nova! And everyone's like, I, I am uncomfortable being in in the presence of someone who is so chipper. I don't it's, like this. It's really good. It, it, it It's a nice break to the tension? It, it's not really that tense. It's just, like, classic anime evil guy giving his speech about how powerful he's gonna be. And... Rangiku's just like, yeah, I'm just happy to be back in the world of the living. Things are so exciting here. It's great. And Noba just, like, points to Sawatari and is like, ma'am, that's about. (laughs) And she's like, really? He's like, yeah. And then the King of Lazy Boy decides to prove this by calling his doll Bara, and he, like, taps his cane on the ground and it, like, sends out this ripple effect in the ground, and then he just sinks into the ground chair and all, which, you know, obviously causes everybody to get into, like, a ready stance. Um, and they all notice that there's, like, a sudden disappearance of his spiritual pressure, but Noba, just in the nick of time, senses that there is something afoot, 
and gets everybody to dodge just out of the way before a massive fish made of, like, stone emerges from the ground. The gang can't decide whether it's, like, a whale, shark, or a rockfish, but Rangiku is just like, it doesn't fucking matter, and she just goes for the, like, the Link Smash Brothers, like, plunging sword attack, and she, like, misses and plunges a sword into the ground and is struggling to pull it out before Noba saves her just barely. My, my favorite part here is that uh, Rangiku, like, tries to thank Noba, and then he just zips up his hood because he's embarrassed. I love this guy. He's just like, mm, you're, you're too close to me, ma'am. <laughs> please, please do not. Savatari emerges yet again on top of his doll, who is like, thank you for summoning me on such a nice night. It's it's nice to be out right now. And Savatari just like completely ignores this and just starts explaining Bara's abilities, which are that he can control space, freely swimming in and out of an alternate dimensional space. Which he explains is an ability similar to Noba's. But my ability is stronger than yours, Noba. I I'm I outclass you. And Noba's like, uh, we'll see about that. And Saratari's just like, yeah, I guess we will. Rangiku scatters the ash of Hainako before calling it back as Bara's mouth opens. And Saratari's like, ah, good call. You see, to further explain my abilities... Bara's mouth also leads to an alternate dimensional space, so you would have lost your Zanpak toe if you'd done that. So, thank you for coming to my TED, po- my TED Talk. Uh, I'll, I'll try again next time. I appreciate that the old man in a chair is just, like, a classic villain of, like, I am so far stronger than every single one of you fuckers. Like, not a single one of you can hurt me. It doesn't matter if you know how my ability works. It doesn't matter if you know, like, the specifics of it. Y'all can't do shit against me. I'm going to eat all of you. Yeah, no, like, it, at first I was like, okay, this is just a, a boring guy. But, like, as the episode went on, I'm just like, you know, I can kind of get behind this guy's deal. He he is having a, a good time just fighting our gang of heroes. He just wants to be really strong. It, it doesn't need to be complicated. Rangiku, like, pulls out her soul pager and contacts Soul Society, and she, like, instructs them to freeze the space around them for 300 meters with soul protection, which I don't think is something we've heard before now, but, um, she also, like, instructs them to do the same for Shuhei and Kira. She's informed that Renchi has been injured, and then explains that because of soul protection, like, they're fine, the damage they cause doesn't matter, they can go all out now. Yeah, I think the idea is, like, they're like, okay, well now if you shoot giant energy beams, it won't, like, really destroy buildings around you. It'll, like, it's all energy, it's all spirit shit, so it won't affect the real world, basically. For the most part, it's like... You know, if there's somebody around you, you don't have to worry about it. it we're relegating this to, like, all spirit shit. I, I don't know why we don't do this all the time when Soul Reapers are out. Like, why when Ichigo was fighting Bounce. Like, I guess he didn't know about it, but, like, you know, it, it feels like something that should have just been thought of. Like, I feel like maybe Urahara should have figured something out to this degree, but... I mean, when we see this coming back later in the series, it is a, like, it's an effort to do it. Like, it's not a simple thing to do. And okay. the I think the implication is that 
she is a vice captain giving this order and that's why it can happen. That makes sense. She also has a direct line to tech support. She's like, yo, <laughs> yo, give me the goods. <laughs> I am fighting and I need this. Like, she doesn't even dial. She just, like, opens her phone and it's just there. It's perfect. The fight ensues with their attacks rendered completely useless while Bara is in alternate space. It, like, constantly is, like, swimming under the ground and you can kind of see a shadow of it, like, in the first few times. But, um, it just kind of, like, effortlessly eats all of Chad's blasts. Uh, Ududu manages to land, like, a solid blow on its belly. But, like, the gang has to escape to a nearby rooftop uh, to regroup and kind of plan this out. Uh, and it was like, yeah, no, it was actually kind of useless. Like, that didn't really do shit. Rangiku's like, hey, Noba, I noticed that you seem to know when the monster's attacking. And he's like, yeah, it just kind of, like, sends out a ripple in space right before it attacks. And he explains that he can only sense it just before it happens. Because they, like, ask if this is something he can, like, predict. He then theorizes that Baura is probably using some kind of sonar to find them. And then the fish attacks again. And Ududu just, like, narrowly knocks Chad out of the way. And she looks, like, really weirdly happy while doing this. Like, she's, like, smiling in the shot. Like, that's, like, slowed down as she's floating through the air. She's like, I did a good thing. (laughs) And then she gets chomped. Um, Chad, like, screams, and basically, uh, we just get, like, a cut to her in alternate space, and she's just like, I'm just glad you're safe. And the rest of the gang dash across the rooftops as they, like, continue to theorize about Bowera's abilities. Sawatari, like, is like, oh, no need to theorize, I'll just explain my abilities. Sawatari explains that Bowera's Billy will keep Ururu safe for a short time inside alternate space. But not for long, as Sawatari and Baura are the only Bount Doll duo that can, like, fully dissolve and consume a full human body? Yeah, Sawatari's like, I'm just savoring her, like a meal. It's, it's gonna take a while, but I'm basically a giant Venus flytrap. That's exactly it. He, he and Baura are just, like, a full Venus flytrap duo. They, they just, like, eat things and dissolve them. Uh, Chad is like, give Ururu back. I'm going to try to tell you to not be evil again, because this worked so well the first time. But Sawatari's like, mm, nah, I'll instead devour you one by one. And he sends out his fish yet again. Uh, Rangiku cuts a hole in the roof they're standing on, allowing the group to evade an attack, while cutting a nearby billboard down in an attempt to smash Sawatari, who just like, is like, eh. And, like, phases through the ground and shows up, like, somewhere else. And is like, that woman's making a fool of me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Rangu, like, she she manages to cut the floor out underneath her and the, and the group. And ki- cut the billboard at the same time. Which, you know, it does force him to, like, go somewhere else so he doesn't get hurt. But it's like, man, I thought I would, ha- I would be done with this. And yet, she still manages to protect the group. <laughs> yeah, like, I... One thing I do really, really like about this episode is we actually get to see, like, Rangiku, like, really taking charge. Uh, and this, like, especially in the next scene, I really like, where we we cut to, like, an alleyway where the group is like, okay, we're in an alleyway. Are we safe here? And Noba's like, well, 
it, it really seems like Baura needs like a really wide space before he can exit. So like we should be safe here in the alleyway because it's like really cramped and like there's just like a huge amount of energy it takes to like get out of any space. So this should be fine. Rangiku like looks to Chad and is like, hey, I know you're really beating yourself up over this, but it's not your fault. Like she chose to do that. You're fine. But Chad's like, but I need to use my powers to protect others. And if I can't do that, there's no point. And then he just like flashes back to his grandfather and then like his battles in the past. And then a bunch of like Ichigo's fights where he just like stood on the sidelines, which I I thought it was interesting that we were flashing back to Ichigo. Uh, so Chad basically, like, he gets the same flashbacks that, um, or he gets similar flashbacks to what Urimi, Urihime had, which is, man, I went to Soul Society and I sure didn't do much, which I guess is code for the animator saying, look, we get it. In the source material, these two don't do shit. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like this. Like, I, I, I do like that it's like, hey... We realize in the past arc we were there, but we didn't do shit. And, you know, we want to rectify that by letting these characters do shit. And, like, I'm I'm happy we get this. I, I still feel like Orihime kind of got the short end of the stick in that last fight we saw, which I, I don't remember. I don't think we finished that fight. I think that's still going on, like, somewhere else, right? It Well, it's like, I think it's over by now, but also this episode might be happening at the same time. Yeah, I think I think that's where we're at. I'm I'm pretty sure it's been a, a few weeks. It, it's it's bleach. We 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 gotta remember shit. We're doing it. Um, basically, Chad's like, yeah. At this rate, there's no meaning behind my power unless we can save Uraru. Uh, and he like explains that he wants to take Uraru's place. And Rangiku's like, listen, bud, I, I your heart's in the right place. Sawatari ain't gonna go for that. He's a bount. He thinks of you as food. He's not gonna, like, give her up to get you. Like, you're the same. Like, you've just gotta, like, buck up and do this. Which, she's right. Basically, Rangiku's like, we need to think of a plan. And Noba proposes that he can kind of engulf Bara in his own alternate space. And as a result, should be able to move anything within Bara's space. Uh, which means... We could save Uruu that way. Like, it, it should be... Like, it should work. This this should be fine. It seems like the only option at this point. But we need bait. And Chad is, of course, like, Well, I'll be the decoy. I'm I'm the one who got her into this mess. I'll be the decoy. And Rangiku's like, No, I'll be the decoy. And Chad's like, But you'll be in danger. And my favorite part in this episode is Rangiku just being like, who do you think you're talking to? As she just, like, emanates a fuck ton of spirit energy and is just, like, looking really badass in this moment. And Chad's just like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, yeah, no, you can be the decoy. And then Rangiku's just like, alright, glad that's settled. And she just, like, <laughs> cheerily walks out of the fucking alleyway. <laughs> like, completely nonchalantly. Yeah, she was definitely, like, Keep talking if you want a beating, Chad. <laughs> like, is this conversation over? Yes, ma'am. All right. <laughs> We're good. 
it, it's just really good to see Rangiku, like, actually taking the spotlight here. Like, I'm really glad to see her taking charge. I'm, I'm just really happy she's here. Yeah, and it also just makes sense. Like, from her point of view, uh, ch- like, ch- first of all, Chad's a civilian who shouldn't be involved in this shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah. also, uh, you know, she can teleport. Chad can't. Chad doesn't have any fast movement. Yeah, Chad's main ability is punch. And that's like, like, it's good and all, but it's not going to cut it for this. Like, it's just not well suited to being the decoy right here. He's got punch uh, and punch far. <laughs> the two genders, punch and punch far. Uh, the plan set in motion. Rangiku causes a distraction while Bara attacks, but Chad kind of loses his cool. And he starts, like, attacking pretty relentlessly, which causes a smokescreen and makes it harder to detect Bara. Uh, a cane emerges from the ground and, like, trips Rangiku as Bowra attacks, but it seems to struggle. And it's revealed that Rangiku is, like, holding its mouth open with her sword, which is awesome. It's great. I love this. This whole sequence is fucking great. It's so good. Chad just, like, straight up starts swinging the fish around Mario 64 style. Like, he grabs it by the tail and just starts, like, spinning around. And I love this. It's so silly, and I adore it. And he, like, throws it towards Noba, who opens a portal, and he absorbs both Bara and Saratari. And it's just really, it looks really fucking cool while this happens. Like, it's actually, like some of the better animation we've gotten in these past few episodes. This whole episode, honestly, just has, like, a really great look. Uh, yeah. Like, it's, like from the way that they're do- that they're doing uh, Rangiku's flash-stepping, the way that they show Chad, like, just spinning him around Bowser-style, uh, Sawatari's face while he's being su- swung around, all the way to when he's like, Do you know how many souls I've sucked in order to gain this power? I was like, damn... This, fe- this feels like a mid-tier anime's f- f- uh, season finale. Yeah, like, uh, I really like how monstrous they make Sawatari look in this, like, last, uh, this last bit of this episode. Like, it's really fitting, it, it works really well. Uh, I really just, like, overall, like, the vibe of this episode, of them, like, constantly having to be on the run, and, like, even though Sawatari is, like, mainly explaining all of his abilities... They're still having to, like, theorize and, like, plan around it because they're like, okay, we're clearly, like, we're clearly on the lower end here in terms of, like, who could win this fight. So we have to plan and use effective strategy to take it down, which, when you go back to the beginning of this arc, is exactly what they were trying to get, like, Ichigo and Gang to do. So it's just nice to see that actually getting followed through on. Basically, uh... My favorite part here of this is that it doesn't quite get sucked into the portal, so Chad has to punch it into the portal, and I I adore that. Nova uh, is, like, clearly pretty beat up. He, like, he's very tired, and he's like, oh, it was no problem, don't worry about it. Um, And he's like, I'm gonna try and get Uduru out now. But he, like, stands up and he starts, like, stumbling, and, like, it, it sounds like he's, like, really struggling. And he's like... Get, get away from me. Get away. Get away. And this, like, massive burst of energy just, like, erupts from him, with both Bara and Savatari just forcing the portal back open. And it just causes a lot of damage to our favorite turtle man. He he is very, very beat up. He's in bad shape. 
and Savatari stands before them and tells the gang they're a hundred years too early to seal him away. And he asks that they should put an end to this. And according to the show, yes, the episode just ends right there uh, on this cliffhanger. And this was a really solid episode. I really liked this one. Yeah, and it's like, and the cliffhanger's threatening too, because it's like, okay, we we barely managed to put to put our plan into motion. It was our desperate last chance, and he ex- he just exploded out of Nova's chest and just like <laughs> leaves him shirtless and barely conscious. And now they're like, okay, well, now we don't have the guy who can predict his attacks or do anything about his powers. Aw, oh, fuck. Aw, <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, we, uh, yeah, no, like, overall, solid vibe throughout the episode. Really enjoyed this one. Uh, what was the, uh, after credits bit, Sam? The after credits bit is mostly just... Hanataro, like, he has sent a report to his captain about how good things are in the human world, and how he's got a job now and everything. (laughs) And, you know, the, uh, what is he, the third seat, fourth seat? I forget what, I forget his position, but he's like, that little fucker, we sent him to the human world, and he's just goofing off. But, you know, captain's like, I'm so glad he's living life to his fullest. (laughs) He's just experiencing all that Earth has to offer. Good for him. My my favorite thing about this, like, post-credits bit, aside from, like, Unahana's just, like, complete nonchalantness about this, is just, like, the third, fourth seat, whatever. Um, Like, he keeps, like, reading the lines, and then he's like, oh, wait, that's too mean. I'm going to change it. And then, like, halfway through reading the letter, he just, like, gives up on trying to change it to being nice. And he just, like, sticks to being, like, mean. And it, he, like, walks away and is like, oh, I'm sick of this guy. And it, it's, like, the joke's, like, a little overplayed, but it, it worked for me. It was pretty good. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm glad that Hanataro just, like, is enjoying his time with his husband working in a convenience store. I, I want a spinoff show just about Ganju and Hanataro. Like, I just want this. We should probably go ahead and cut the break so I can get some water and stop dying on microphone. And so I can refill the ludicrous amount of water I've been drinking and also splash colder water onto my face. That's a good idea. Be right back. Let's get back into it with episode 87. Byakuya is summoned. The Gote 13 start to move. <laughs> it's no longer just Hitsugaya, it's the whole Gote 13. Which, I suppose Byakuya being summoned is a thing that happens during this episode. You know, during a like three second long scene. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever show. Whatever, like, it, it's fine. It, it, it's not even entirely, like, it, it, it's, like, sort of clear that he's summoned, but it's just like, hey, you've received this letter, and then he's just like, ugh, oh, on such a moonlit night, alright, and then he just, like, walks away, and that's it. That's, like, all we get of that scene. Yeah, so the episode begins with the battle resuming. And our team of good guys just deciding, hey, you know what? Discretion is the better part of Valor. Uh, unfortunately, Baura's not going to let them leave the park so easily. 
So Rangiku is like weighing her tactical options. She's like, okay, well, if I'm holding Chad and Nova, I can't like do much flying. And also, because of the limits that they put on vice captains in the real world, her Shunpo, her teleportation, won't go far if she's carrying the other two. Uh, Chad's just like, I offer to self-sacrifice. She's like, fuck, sit down, buddy. Yeah, we'll we'll try the teleport option. It's fine. I, I, I do love that Chad is, like, continuing this through line of, like, I need to use my powers for something. I need to be, like, important. But, like, buddy, come on. Yeah, she's like, we'll, we'll find the point. There will be a, a point in time for you to be important. Now is not the time. Sit down. Let me leave the team. <laughs> That's exactly what she says. She says that right there in the dialogue of the episode. Yeah, they ba- they almost fall for a faint and are about to get all of them eaten, but Nova manages, like, just a desperate teleport, but it's, you know, it's clear that he's done. He's mostly out of the fight. Uh, Rangiku is, like, f- sensing all all the other fights, and she's just like, huh, all the other fights are, like, really far away, so the bounce, I- they probably did this on purpose, where they were, like, whether or not they knew it, they were getting as far away from each other as possible. So she and Chad just, like, discuss strategy for a bit. They, they decide to, like, keep moving while talking strategy. And Chad even tells Nova to, like, get out of his body. And Nova's like, ah, oh, no, I want to keep fighting. But, as and, the, you know, Rangiku's like, oh, oh, this is the special bount tracking mod souls that y'all were talking about. Okay, hold on. You should have told me this earlier. Now I can, <laughs> you know, now I've got a plan. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me we had a wheelbarrow when I asked you for our resources? <laughs> there's this like one little bit here that i do really like where it's it's just like a small detail where chad makes uh, chad makes the comment that because she is a soul reaper she can pull like noba's soul pill out which i didn't realize until now was like a thing i i, I didn't realize you needed to be like a soul reaper to do that or at least like somebody able to like you know interact with spirit energy in that way and i don't know it's a very small detail but i i liked that that was mentioned yeah well it's like it's similar to how well lyrian er, like earlier in the season was worried was saying that she was trapped in the body now because they the soul mods can't they can't exit the body on their own they need someone else to help to like do something to get them out of the body, either using a Soul Reaper's, like, Soul Glove, or putting a different pill in it so that the current pill comes out. Yeah. Which does imply that that one time that all three of them ran off to get their bodies, there was, like, a lot of, like, okay, we're gonna put Claude in the small body, that's gonna take, like, Liren's <laughs> pill out, and then we'll put Liren's <laughs> pill in the big body, and, and like, you know, they were doing a bunch of that stuff. It was really good, though. Like, I, I, was, I was happy to get this detail, even if it doesn't, like, fully make sense, but it was just like, eh, nice little aside. Yeah, so in the strategy meeting, Ranku's like, alright, so, I have a desperate ploy, it's gonna use all of my Nova's energy, but, you know, we're, we, we've been on, like, last chance plans for, like, this is ch- last chance plan number three, we, we probably won't be able to, if we fail this one, we're fucked anyway, so let's just go with this. <laughs> we're on, like, plan X by this point. <laughs> So she's like, okay, I can use, so she could use Nova's bounce sensing abilities and like merge them with Orkido to try to figure out exactly when and where Baura would attack them. And Chad's like, ah, he looks really hurt. 
And Nova's like, listen, you don't have the monopoly on self-sacrificial <laughs> sensation, on the <laughs> self-sacrificial feelings here, so uh, let's go, I'm fucking doing it. It's why he was built. Uh, but I do really like when Rangiku's like, we won't be able to move, like, what when we're doing this, we're gonna be focused on this ritual, so you have to blow him the fuck up. Show me the power that shocked Kyoraku. Like... <laughs> Yeah, Show me the power that, like, actually impressed the captain. Like, they're just like, oh, yeah, she, you know, she knows. She's, like, I, I like this because she's, like, very clearly giving him, like, a chance to feel important. And it's, like, even though it is, like, important to the plan, there there's definitely a way she could have gotten out of this herself. It's just nice that she's, like, actually giving Chad a chance to do something. So Rangiku reaches inside Nova's chest, grabs his pill, puts it into his, into his tiny lad body, and then he, like, latches onto her arm, and it's the cutest fucking thing ever. It's <laughs> and so I good. Love it. Uh, they both start co- uh, concentrating to, like, merge their spirit pressure together, and it it looks fucking badass. It looks like they're charging a spirit bomb. It's so good. The, the way her, like, energy is, like, flowing from her, like, a mist, and, like, they... The way they play this, like, synchronization here is really, really cool. Yeah, honestly, both, like, both of these episodes have been a visual treat. I agree. Which is not something I would, I expected to say going into the Bount Town episodes. Yeah, no, like, these, these two episodes have been, like, really, really on the ball. Like, I, I, I I really enjoyed just watching these. Yeah, so they're, both of their spirit pressures synchronized together, Rangiku recites a spell, casts it it creates a giant fuck off pillar of light and they're like okay we can't find him can't find him can't find him can't find him and just at the last moment they get his location just as the attack begins and old man in a chair says no one would expect an attack from above but of course they're ready for him and chad just goes to work he punches the rockfish and then like he about that bounces it up so he can punch it again (laughs) It's so, so good. good. It's he's doing so a, good. He's doing a, a Guilty Gear juggling combo on this fucker, and it's so, it hits so strong that, like, everything he ate, just dirt, pieces of buildings, dust, even Ududu, just, like, calling, come falling out. Well, as soon as it happens, old man chair guy is like, hey, um, fuck this. And he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> he just go. he just gets out. He's like, hey, you know what? No, this is, this is fine. I don't need more of this in my life. He doesn't want to work for his food. He he wants to, you know, get get a little treat, and he wants to leave. And when that doesn't work out, he's like, fine, I didn't want to eat you anyway. Bye. Rangiku asked Chad if he had held back, because she was like, I'm pretty sure you could have killed him. And uh, just like, yeah, but, you know, I could, I might have hurt a Ududu if I did that. So she's like, yeah, yeah he's fine. It's, that was a good choice. And then Chad collapses, because the poor boys had a real big day. I I feel real bad for Chad, but also I'm really glad he got to like actually do a thing. I'm really glad he got this little, you know, his moment. I'm I'm really happy for him. Meanwhile, in Soul Society, <laughs> Mayuri finally has access to the Bount data, and he's like, "Ah, this secret that the Bount have, and they want to get a living ses- specimen to to do this, and I want to do experiments on." Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, he's doing Mayuri shit. Nobody gives a shit about him. Um. It looks like he like he understands why they need a Quincy, but also he doesn't tell the audience. He like 
he like kind of explains it. He he like he explains that it's like they need somebody who can like stop the bout energy from like unifying or whatever so that it just like concentrates as p- complete power and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but it it doesn't really matter honestly yeah he takes up he grabs some some stuff gives it to Namu, and he's like bring the research to that man and i assume he means urahara that's what i thought too that's the the most likely culprit here uh, but then we cut to Ikaku, who's grumbling about being on guard duty, and then someone just, like, blows up the area he's in, and the intruder alarm is rang. Ikaku chases down an invisible opponent, uh, although he can still tell, he can tell, like, wherever they are whenever they take a step or something, Yeah. but eventually he is, like, he he is hurt, and the presence get, uh, they're basically able to like hide their spirit pressure as well as just being invisible. So he does he takes damage, the pressure leaves, and then we cut to Byakuya's place to that bit that we mentioned at the start at the start of the episode where yeah, someone just shows up and he's like, "Here's a secret letter from the captain commander." And then we immediately cut back to Ikaku giving the info to Zoraki. And Zoraki's like, It's fine if they got away. Maybe it'll give me something to do. Everything's been boring since last time someone invaded us. (laughs) You know, Soraki's just itching for a fight. Oh, Soraki, how I missed you. (laughs) Like, the the Byakuya scene, it's really just, like, nothing. (laughs) Like, in the great span of all this. Presumably, he's going to heroically show up at some point in the next five episodes. That's my theory. Uh, and it's going to be like, ah, remember when he got the letter from the Captain Commander last week? <laughs> we cut again to the human world, where Uryu is standing in his training pond, despite having recently been hospitalized, in part because of his exposure to the rain. You know? Remember that? When he was, like, running in the rain and then collapsed and fell down, and then he had to be <laughs> hospitalized? And that was, like, a bad thing? Uh, he's just, like, standing in the water, and he's like, ah. Flashing back to his training with his grandfather... And how a Quincy's power is there to protect, and how he was completely unable to protect people around him with his power that he doesn't have anymore. Uh, he does manage to like summon his bow, and he knocks an he knocks a single arrow, but then he just like breaks down in tears, and the bow breaks apart. Uh, like he's clearly not lost the entirety of his power. It's just he can't do anything with it. Yeah, he's, like, kind of useless right now, and he's feeling real bad about it. And, like, I, I don't blame him. Like, I, I would probably feel bad if I were in his situation, too. It's just like, buddy, you need some rest. Get some rest. Please. Only just now making the through line between, like, Udu's statements here about how Quincy's power is to protect people, Chad going on and on and on about how his power is to protect people, Orihime is literally a shield warrior. <laughs> you know, everybody's all about protecting people. Except Ichigo, who's here to blast the ever-loving fuck out of anybody who stands in their way. <laughs> but also to protect people. Remember, Ichigo's sword doesn't even have a guard. That's how 100% offense focus he is. But he uses it for protection, it's fine. Well, no, it's, he can go all out on offense because he's got teammates that do defense. Oh, they just okay. <laughs> they just never fight together, so it doesn't work. <laughs> they are just literally never within earshot of each other whenever one of them is fighting. 
You know, I'm I'm beginning to think maybe this whole bleach thing wasn't that well thought out sometimes. <laughs> you know, I say this. I think that statement stays true for the rest of the series. Like obviously they're obviously they're like together for like small skirmishes here and there, but I don't think there's a major fight that Ichigo like teams up with anyone that's not another like Soul Reaper. It's like it's like Ichigo fought Zaraki once, and he's like one on one battles. That sounds right up my alley. And then he just like goes th- for that the entire series. It's really oh. We're, we're, we're in for something. Well, no, it's when he fought Ikaku, and Ikaku was like, the only cool fight is a one-on-one fight. <laughs> Ichigo, like, really internalized that lesson. He was like, oh, this is how a Soul Reaper acts, right? I, I, you know, as a substitute Soul Reaper, I feel like I really have to work hard to prove to other people that I'm a Soul Reaper, so I will only fight people one-on-one from now on. God. And then we end the episode with the post credit scene, which... It's just a really fantastic, you know, it's after the battle, Rangiku and her group are just, like, sitting down, relaxing, and Rangiku's like, wait, hold on. Nova, your power's, like, way stronger in the Gigai, so why did you have to go into the turtle mode? And Chet's like, no, no, that, like, that would have caused a problem, because he needs to, like, wrap himself bodily around you to, like, sink your energy. So we just get, like, a visual of Nova's Gigai form holding Rangiku tightly from behind, and the little turtle man, like, blushes like a stoplight and jumps into his shell. <laughs> because he can't handle even, like, the mental picture of it. it it's it's really cute. Like, I, I was really worried, like, with the direction this bit was going, that it was going to be, like, really weirdly sexual, but, like, it, it, it was handled in a way that I think it was, like, cute and funny instead. Uh, like, totally it was a good bit i liked it yeah just a fun bit i'm i'm enjoying these post credit scenes even like i'm glad that the fillers are keeping the good like good quality jokes here and there yeah like some of them have been missed like the myuri fart joke was a, a, a very solid miss but like for the most part they've begun we also got a new ending theme uh this week i i thought it was all right like it, it, it's it's not what we've had. Like, I, I like the one before this, like, Hanabi. Uh, I like that one more. But, like, th- this one's solid. I like it. It's catchy. Yeah, and it's like, it's just, you know, it's not this ending's fault. But, like, Hanabi is one of, like, the great all-time anime endings. And yeah. you're following Hanabi, like, too bad. <laughs> this is your life. Yeah, like, it, it is by no means a bad ending. It's catchy, it's fun, I like it. It's just, it's, it's no Hanabi. That should about wrap it up for this week's episode. I, I, I'm sorry I'm still sick. I uh, hacked up a lung far more often than I thought I would recording this episode, so it's probably going to be a little, little on the weirder end editing it. I also um, cannot, for the life of me, find where my mic stand and pop filter are, so the audio might be a little weird. But, you know, it's it's okay. We, we'll, we'll get through it. I'll find it by next week, I'm sure. Uh, this has been It'll Wash Out, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. You can find our show on Twitter at BleachCast. You can email us with any questions, comments, feedback at iwobleachcast at gmail.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Lavender underscore pause. 
And you can find me on Twitter at SSBSLJ. This has been a solid week of episodes, and I'm really hoping, like, I, I, I know we won't get this quality, like, every week, but I'm, I'm hoping the next few episodes are good, too. Uh, that, that's it this week. Stay cool, Chads. Nevertheless, life and death are mysterious states, and we know little of the resources of either. I mean, that, that's just markedly not true. Like, you, you, you need, like, bounce need people to live. They, they, they need souls. We, uh, I am not continuing this bit. I, I have nowhere to go with this. This is over. <laughs> Yo, 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 yo,